The following episode contains spoilers. to another episode of Scare Traducing, the horror movie podcast for horror movie virgins. I'm Callum McNabb. I'm Gisela Martinez. And we are here today to talk about a movie that we had initially posted and listed as part of our November episodes, all two of them. And it is now December, as you are more than aware of. <laughs> so it's just a bit late for various reasons, mainly the World Cup and work. But um, I'm sure there's probably other reasons as well that I can't think of right now. But the movie we are here to talk about is Bones and All. Bones and All. The latest from Italian director Luca Guadagnino, starring Timothy Chalamet. And Hisella, just before I recorded this, dropped a bombshell on me, which was... That this is my favourite Luca Guadagnino movie. Okay. From I mean, the from, three. from the three that I've seen. And I don't know three. if he has more. Yeah, he, he has got, more. Yeah. Oh, well, but I only see three, and this is like a pretty basic uh, thing that I can rank. I'm really bad with ranking, so this is so easy okay. for me. Well, in so. December, we're, I'm going to ask you to rank your favorite horror movies of the year, so <laughs> you need to figure that out. <laughs> well, at least I can tell you this is my favorite. Then we'll be suspicious. Hold on, no, 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 no. Ah! Oh, sorry, of of Luca No, this one, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, panic merchant here. Yeah. Um. No, I mean it's this one, and then Suspiria, and then Call Me by Your Name. Call me by your name. But call in me last by, place. But, wow. But you know what? It's in why? last place for me. Those three as well. Yes, but you know what? Why for me? Because I don't remember that much about the movie. And when I don't remember that much, it's because it was, like, probably good when I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, it's good. But nothing, like, wow. I do remember it had a really nice Italian vibe that I was like, I want to be there in a holiday, drinking lemonade, feeling like the salt air. Mm -hmm. Mm, Like that holiday Italian small village vibe. Um, and then Suspiria, I do remember, like, oh my god, Suspiria. I do remember things about that movie. Right. Uh, but this one... We talked just... about Suspiria on this podcast. Back in 2019, just after we started this podcast, yeah. it was one of the first f- movies we had spoke about. So, it's, it's like, it's weird, that movie. I mean, the movie itself is weird. Do you remember the Italian original from yeah. Dario Yeah, Argento? yeah, yes. And do you remember which one out of the two you prefer, if any? The new one. You prefer the new one? Yes. So do I. I, I do, I really, do like really like the old one. I do. I, I love agree. Dakota Johnson and that. Like, but she's I do amazing. prefer the new one, yeah. Um, I think I, I need to go back and listen to our episode to see if we but said that at the time. But I've rewatched it since. Because I remember thinking, it's a bit slow and weird. It doesn't really fit Suspiria, which is like colourful and over the top and ridiculous. And the, the score by um, Goblin... Is ma- manic, um, and this new one doesn't really fit that at all. But I've rewatched it, and I'm yeah, I'm all on board in the new one. So I agree with you. Nice. The reason "Call Me by Your Name," I think everybody just built it up to me is like this movie's going to make you sob, 
And I really like Call Me By Your Name, but I saw it, it was either the same day or within like two days as The Florida Project. And The Florida Project made me sob in the cinema and Call Me By Your Name didn't. And so immediately <laughs> like, I was like... Huh. You are saying right now it makes you sob. I can't remember what's the part that makes you sob. Like, I, everybody told me that and I didn't. Oh, That's what I'm saying. okay. Or I don't remember that. I just remember the nice vibe. That I, the, I guess it's the, the end has. when it's revealed that. Um, uh, spoilers. Uh, uh. Anyway. Spoiler for Comedy by Your Name, a movie that basically everybody <laughs> saw. Well, not everybody. But yeah, anyway. It's the movie that made anyway, Timothy Shaw. Now that I'm talking or saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, okay. I can see. Why I'm liking Bones and All because he has kind of the call, call, it, no, call it, oh yeah, call me by you know, like the vibe from there, but also like the weird gore <laughs> aspects from Suspiria. Yeah, and probably it was perfected to make Bones and All. Bones and All. <sighs> Do I prefer it to Suspiria? That is a good question. I might. I really might. It's, I need. To, I've just. I've seen Suspiria two or three times. I've seen Call Me by Your Name twice. I see only one. And I've seen Bones and All once. Bones and All impressed me more than both of them on first watch. On the first watch, yeah. Yes, but I need to watch it again to see how much I think it holds up. I don't know. I will be buying this when it comes out. I spoilers <laughs> for my review. I fucking love this movie, but um, as always. I'm going to ask you oh, if you got a movie to pair it with. Yes. But before you do, before I, I do get your answer to that, I did create a watch list for myself to watch before seeing Bones and All, just based on the trailer. That watch list was... Oh, shit, it's gone. Where's it gone? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I've got airplane mode on my phone and the internet went down. You know when you, you go on TikTok and you, you find a video or an Instagram and yeah. you scroll down... By mistake and it reloads. And, oh, I hate That's that. That's what I've just done. So I, watch this. Where the fuck that. is it? <laughs> there we go. The watch list was uh, Suspiria, obviously. Da- uh, Luca Guadagnino Suspiria. It was the Claire Denis movie Trouble Every Day, which I did watch. It was Raw, the Julia DeCorno movie. Uh-huh. It was The Road okay. with Viggo Mortensen. Have you ever seen The Road? No. No? It was Doctor Sleep. It was... Only Lovers Left Alive, which I've never seen. It was a Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola one, which I have seen but not in years. And Thirst, the Park Chan-wook movie, which I've never seen either. So I put this sort of little list together just based on the trailer. Like I feel like these movies might fit this sort of vibe. And then I watched a total of one of them, which was Trouble Every Day. <laughs> and then I watched... Guillermo del Toro's Kronos, which wasn't on my watch list, but I kind of was like, oh, that seems like it's fit. Put mm-hmm. it on. So my watch list still has like all six or seven <laughs> movies left to go through. So I'll maybe get to them at one point. But did you have any recommendations? Did I mention it just there? I feel like I might have read. Yes, you did. Okay, um, I think I know which one it is. Uh, yes, Doctor Sleep. Oh, no, that wasn't what I thought you were going to say. I, I will say that. I will pair it with Doctor Sleep. I will pair with um, Raw. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yes, agreed. Yes, and I think I can't think something else. Those two, like Raw or Doctor Sleep. I think if you put those two together, it's this movie. Raw meets Doctor Sleep. Yeah, is um, something like that. Bones and all. I nearly said Trouble Every Day. Uh, Trouble Every Day is 
basically another very good one, the Claire Denis movie. It's much more art housey and weird and odd and French and like I think it's late nineties, early two thousands. But again, like this idea of cannibalism meets uncontrolled sexual desire or whatever. So Trouble Every Day is definitely a good one to pair with Bones and All. Raw, definitely the idea of trying to express finding yourself or finding who you are as you go, you know, as you move into adulthood, like a sort of coming of age movie done through a cannibal horror movie. That's not normal cinema. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd say Raw is a pretty easy one to pair it with. Doctor Sleep, because of, you're thinking Mark Rylance's character, to me felt very similar to Rebecca Ferguson in Doctor Sleep. I would agree with that. So you're saying which one? You gotta pick one. Which one are you pairing it with? Um Doctor Sleep. You're pairing it with Doctor Sleep. Okay, then I will pair I could go raw. But I okay. am actually gonna say do I go with another one on my list? Well, I didn't watch half the fucking list I put together. <laughs> so I don't actually know. Uh because I feel the reason like people are probably listening thinking like, well, you put only Lovers Left Alive on your list, you put Dracula on your list, you put Thirst on your list, you said you watched Chronos, like these are all vampire movies, mm-hmm. but Bones and All is not a vampire movie. The reason I thought about vampires, and another one just came to me as well, is Twilight. I would, I would happily have Twilight. Do you know what on I'm thinking? Interview with a vampire. Why? It's an adventure. You you get along to like through this vampire story, how he get to this point, mm-hmm. like what he learned, what he like went through. So yeah. I think I will pair it also with the interview with the vampire. Possibly. I have only seen that movie once. I don't really remember oh, it. Oh, we should watch it we again. We should watch it again. It is kind of Christmassy. I okay, let, let, let's watch it. I mean, it it's dark, times. you know, like... But I feel like Bones and All is like a horror romance, sort of. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like any sort of eating and flesh and blood mixed with romance is usually vampires. It's not like cannibals or whatever. Like cannibals are usually much more visceral and raw. You know, they're not. Yeah. You know, they're not people falling in love. Uh, so that's why I kind of feel like it pairs better with a vampire movie. And as I said, Twilight, people will laugh at me saying that you should pair this with Twilight because Twilight obviously doesn't have the gore that Bones and All has. Bones and All is an 18 rated movie here. Twilight's like <laughs> a fucking 12. It may even yeah. be PG, I don't know. But. It's just this idea of falling in love and trying to find out who you want to be with mixed with this sort of mythological horror story. Now, in Twilight, the horror is very downplayed. I get that. But I think it pairs nicely. People laugh at Twilight, and I maintain this stance. I used to think this, but then we mm. watched all the Twilight movies, and I have came to realise so obvious. People laugh at Twilight because it's aimed at teenage girls. And things that are aimed at teenage girls are seen as uncool and yeah. silly. And so it's easy to laugh at. Uh, especially if it's like, oh, you can like Mean Girls. Because Mean Girls is kind of like in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like laughing at teenage girls as well as being about them. It's like both sides. Yeah. So you're allowed to like it. But Twilight is just for teenage girls. Like that sort of young emo writing, I love Timothy Chalamet, I love Robert Pattinson <laughs> on your notebook. It's like, that's who it's yeah, aimed at. Yeah, and I it's know. not laughing at them. It's sort of being like, this is who you are. Be this person. And so for some reason, the, the wider culture has just decided that's silly. Fuck that. I think the Twilight movies are fine. New Moon is rubbish. I'll give you that. But most Fair of them enough. are fine. Some of them are decent. Some of them are fine. One is terrible. So I'd say Twilight. 
And then finally, can I just throw one other one that okay, just go ahead, me? Callum. Go ahead. Natural born killers. Oh, I do watch that movie with you. Mm, I do like that movie. Violent people on the run or driving around the country together. How can you not pair it with Bones and All? Now, the difference is, in Bones and All, it's like a young adult romance, and in Natural Born Killers, they're like, believe they're adults. I feel like Juliette Lewis might be quite young in that, but I can't remember. And it's more of a satire than a horror, but still, it pairs well. So, you're going... You're going Doctor Sleep, you said? Now, I think I will change this for an interview with a vampire. Okay, you're going to interview the vampire. yeah. I'm going to. I initially was going to go with. I'm changing. I'm going Twilight franchise. I'm going Twilight franchise. People will laugh at that, and I fucking know they will. But <laughs> that is my answer. Pair it with Twilight. There you go. So. Oh god. Let's get a bit into Bones and all Ooh. the film itself. So you can't spend the night. Not all night. So where'd you move here from anyway? Eastern Shore. Try that. You have to be good and gone. I can't help you anymore. I know it's not your fault. You were born this way. You ate them. I believed you had to. I don't know why. I smelt you. I didn't know I could do that. I thought I was the only one. I don't want to hurt anybody. Famous last words. Are there lots of us? I don't actually meet many others. Why did you offer to bring me along? You seem nice. I am nice. Before we actually get into the film, okay. I, want, I want to talk about the wider thing. Okay. Because there's, I think, very interesting things about this movie. One is Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Right? Who is, we talked about this in the menu episode, Anya Taylor-Joy, she's a movie star or whatever. I'd say Timothy Chalamet is sort of the male equivalent movie star right now for this Gen Z generation. Yeah, I will say so. And what I love about Timothy Chalamet is I think he makes... Like this movie, for example, if we just take this movie, it's an interesting choice because I think a lot of people who like Timothy Chalamet aren't necessarily going to be interested in a movie about cannibals on the run. Yeah. That is aimed at an older audience and has quite violent gore in it. Yes. Like, for example, we have a friend, well, I won't name them, but we have a friend who's a big Timothy Chalamet fan. Massive. Who will not be seeing this film. But, You convinced them you. that the gore isn't uh, as bad no, as it, he, as it is. No, he kind of asked me, like, okay, where is the gore? Where? And I was like, yeah, I think it's this movie, you can just cover your eyes. You can cover your eyes, yeah. In certain points. Mm-hmm. And then, Keep enjoying the movie because the movie is like two hours long, or it's like a road movie. movie, yeah. So in total, I will say the gore is, if you put it all together, it will be like no more than ten minutes. Yeah, and and also the gore doesn't really impact the plot so much. Exactly, as in it's just like you can they easily are cover. Cannibals, yeah, you can cover your it. eyes. You yeah. know what they're doing. Yes, and it doesn't matter like if he ate the food first and then the face. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's just them Did you know what dinner. they're doing? Yes. Yeah, you know so like, he's kind of getting, like, I think, convinced to go. Okay. So but I still don't know. 
okay, but on announcement of this movie and trailer had said that he wasn't going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, so I Definitely. think that's an interesting choice from Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. For the Timothy Chalamet stands. Mm-hmm. As in, like, I'm just like, I don't know who he expects. Like, for example, people are like, oh, he's a big star. He's got lots of fans. But this movie bombed. And you're like, of course this movie bombed. Half of his fans, 90% of his fans, they're not going to go and see it. Did it bomb? Well, its budget is 20 million. It's made 8.1 million. So it's made half of its budget oh, back. Shit. So, yeah. Of course it bombed. Who's going to see that? Like, this movie's great. Like, I'm, it's really, it's really good. good. But who's going to see it? Really? Who Who's aimed at? Yeah. Is it aimed at Timothy Chalamet fans? No. No teenager. I mean, if you it's take not. the cannibalism like away from this, it will be a great movie because it's about it's a love story, right? And traveling, right? So, it's a it's a young adult. It's a Twilight story. Yeah, it's a young adult story, but with a lot, with of, a lot gore. of gore. So yeah. Therefore, it's too uh, it's too teenagey for adults and too adult or adult for teenagers. It's sort of in this weird mix zone where I don't think you can quite pin it down. Yeah, and I fucking loved it, but I'm just saying when it was announced and when our friend had said like oh, I'm not really going to see it I was like I'm not surprised like I kind of want them to yeah because I think that that's an interesting choice but I'm not like Anya Taylor-Joy has marked out she's like the kind of goth kid Jenna Ortega's the goth kid at the moment yeah. like whatever like Timothy's not Timothy's not the goth no kid. he's just like the you know like the boy next door he's the boy next it. door yeah. who is just picks indie movie projects and is like a sex symbol somehow without being like you know the traditional male sex symbol. Uh, big because that's changed. Like that's not a thing anymore. Uh, like right nah, now, it is. It is. it's changing. But then why is like Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and that all still? Why are they like they're fucking huge? I know, but I, again, I just don't think it's it's not like the Brad Pitt used to be. They are uh-huh. not getting the same. Okay. Like uh, that's gone. There's a, it's more diverse. No, like, the look but of I mean the maybe. Man but like Henry like... Cavill's still a big sex symbol. I mean, but that's Superman. He's like, fucking like, huge as well. Yeah, it is huge. But yeah. that's Superman, and like that's uh, Aquaman. Another thing. He's a sex symbol. What's his name? Yeah, but that's too much. Yeah, you but know, he's like... a sex symbol. You can't deny it's, it. But the kid's different. He's not like the the clean. Blonde guy yeah, with but perfect. He's just a big, big guy. Timothy is a small scary. being. He's a, this is a small, movie. lanky, skinny. <laughs> he is like I like Timothy Chalamet. It's not a diss, and I think he's never been hotter than he is in Bones at all. The guy looks fantastic <laughs> in this movie. All I'm saying is, oh, I think it's an interesting choice for someone yeah. on his career path to have made to be in this movie. I know he's worked with Luca Guadagnino before. But that was in like a romance drama. This is a movie that sort of is a romance drama as well. And so you think, oh, that's going to that's gonna get the fans on board. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, also they're cannibals. And you're like, <laughs> right, but I mean, how much are you going to show? And they're like, oh, well, a lot. Like when they're eating, like it's not impacting the plot, but when they eat someone, they fucking eat someone. Yeah. There's blood everywhere. And you're like, and then like there's a lot of like 13-year-old girls and whatever. And they'd be like, actually, not really into that. Like don't, don't want to see that. <laughs> I just yeah, I was like, ah. oh, Cal, we need to, t- oh, we need to tell them about the um, when we went to the cinema right in front of us. I was, like, got an- it on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go on, was- you on you. No, there was this old lady. I thought she was with someone. No, she came on her own. And she was by her own. And every time the movie shows this like scene of 
like blood and eating or whatever gore she will look around mm-hmm. like kind of look at everybody's faces i mean when i say everybody probably we were like 20 max in the, yeah, cinema. the cinema was not full yeah. so she will look at everybody i was right behind her and she will just look at me and kind of smile and or and, i but, think but, she didn't realize how violent it was going yes. to be at times as and you she, see this movie has and she could cover her face and kind of like just making herself small in the seat and i was like what the fuck and she left in some point yeah. and i was like i said to you oh my god you told me she was she's gonna suffering walk so you said to me before you said she's gonna walk yes out. and then she did and she like, did and i said to you poor thing she was suffering <laughs> she was like 80 and then she came back she came back glasgow's <laughs> granny of gore she came back she, she stayed there the until the end. She left like five minutes before the end. No, I, oh. She did. She did, did she? Yes, very, but like she waited until she obviously had had enough of enough. Oh my God. And I, but she looked like this sweet old lady. Like, what are you doing here? Probably it's a Timothy Chalamet fan or something. She's like 85. Hey, thinks like it's his like grandson or something. Like, Maybe, oh, yeah. my grandson. So but cute. yet, Glasgow's granny of gore like love the her granny when she of came gore. back i was just like she's fucking back and was like what the fuck are you doing? and she was by herself i couldn't believe that that she just picked this movie probably thinking oh it's timothy chalamet so it looks like a roman story i'm just gonna watch it mm-hmm. and then realizing what it was okay i'm fucking leaving and she's like no fuck fuck it i'm just gonna stay and watch the whole thing it, it was crazy yeah okay and then the second thing i want to mention just before we get into the actual movie is the music. I told you I was going to talk oh, about God. this. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. So, there's 10 minutes that just dedicated for the music. Can't go on. So, no. Trent Reznor and Atticus <laughs> Ross, a.k.a. Nine Inch Nails, the band Nine Inch Nails, but they don't go by the name Nine Inch Nails when they do movie scores, have done the score for this movie. Uh, you will know them for doing the scores of things like The Social Network. They did the Watchmen TV series. They did Mank the David Fincher movie, they did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo by David Fincher, they did Soul last year with uh, John baptiste he helped them out with that as well, so they've done fucking movie score after movie score, they've even got Empire of Light coming up, well I think that's already out in the States, but it's coming up here, so they did the music, so I'm always interested, I like Nine Inch Nails, not like a massive fan, but I like them, I kind of like their movie scores, they're always a bit weird and you know, wh- what are they going to do, like let's be interested. And the score's great. The needle drops are great. They've got, like, some Joy Division in there, some Cure, or I don't know if it's a Cure. They've got Duran Duran in there. Because this movie's set in the 80s, as yeah. far as I'm aware. And I was like, but they're picking weird, new wave, gothy indies. Like, it's not like... Like, Duran Duran are a synth-pop, new romantics band. But it's not, you know, they're... Um, her name was Rio and she danced. <laughs> it's not that song. They pick like a sadder, more gothic-y type Duran Duran. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm loving the music throughout this movie. All together, like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, whether you did the score, which they did, whether they were involved in the needle drops and the, the, the soundtrack or not, I don't know. But if they they were, excellent choices, Luca. Well done. 10 out of 10. And then, towards the end of the movie... Oh. Yes. We get like one. an original song, which for my money, I told you this morning, I am nominating as my five for the Oscars. I don't know if it counts as an original song or if it's part of the score, but to me, I'm like, that's a song. Think, There's lyrics think, yeah. in it. That's a song. Yeah, it is a song. Get that nominated in the Oscars. Now, it's not winning, 
because we already know what's winning the Oscars. It's fucking Lady Gaga with uh, the Top Gun song. Yeah, I, don't I can't know, remember the name. name. Uh, which is a great song. Like, I'm fine for that. Yeah, fine for that winning. That's fine. We know that's winning. So let's just get some... In- I think we should just get some interesting nominees. But imagine that live in the Oscars. That would be so yeah. good. But this is why so I want... Good. This is why I want the Bones and All song, which is called You Made It Feel Like Home. That's the name of the song. Oh, that's the name of... Yeah. <gasps> oh, get oh, that. Oh. If you're going to perform them in the Oscars, get them... Like, I, honestly, I would do them side by side. I would be like, Lady Gaga into that, or in that into it, because the songs couldn't be more different. Yeah. Lady Gaga's is a big, they're both ballads. It's but dramatic. It's dramatic, bombastic 80s rock ballad with guitars, pianos, and drums. And then the Trent Reznor, Atticus is Ross is. Piano? It's piano. It's sort of sung off key, like he doesn't sing it well. Like it's no, kinda, it's kind of like talking more. But like, I think he's slightly off. Like it feels kind of humanist. Like it's th- you know, like, I'm like is he in tune? When he's, I'm not sure. That's the thing I like about this movie because I feel, I mean, it's it's in the last part of the movie. The song comes in. And yeah, like, yeah, when something was happening, but the, you cannot hear the characters talking, screaming, no. doing anything. And when he, when the song starts and I can hear the voice, I'm Trent like, oh, I just feel like it's Timothy Chalamet, like kind of talking, or his it's his head, or it's what he's thinking to be in peace. I don't know. It feels so human. It feels so like, like just me being just sitting right now and just started to like, and then just right. start singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like. You know, right. like, oh, it just feels like... It, it, and there's space. amazing. That's what I mean. Like, Lady Gaga's song is just full to the brim. You could have it on a Broadway show. Yeah. Like, it's just boom. And this this song, You Made It Feel Like Home, which is... I'm not even talking about the score, just this song, is so empty. It's just, like, voice, piano, and then, like, a sort of droning wind sound effect at times. But then, at the end of each verse, it kind of, like, ends. And ah, then there's silence. Exactly. And then it starts again. And, starts and you're again. like... Wait, I thought the song was over. Like, it's genuine silence. It's so sparse and empty. And I have never cried at a song, and I still haven't. This is probably the closest I've ever oh. come to crying at a song. Well... It's fucking emotional. I did cry in a song. I did cry with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. In oh, that but that's last... also the plot as well. You're talking about the... the... What's the name of that song? The end of A Star Is Born. You're talking about the song she performs at the end. Uh-huh. You're talking and then about the cuts. edit when it cuts, cuts to Bradley Cooper. Yes, Cooper I agree singing. with that. I felt the same with this song. Same. I felt, but I didn't cry. But I was like, I feel like I should be crying. Yeah. I I, I thought and I felt like, oh oh, but because of the images, I'm not crying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For what oh, you're okay. seeing. But that's the thing. So I agree with you crying at the the Star is Born one, but I think it's because of the movie. I was listening to the one here uh-huh. and I was genuinely like, I think if I was like to give it a few more minutes and I was to stop working and just, to, I was like, I genuinely think I'm like, yes, it is, it is this so song is the problem emotional. The it's so good. You made it feel like home. Excellent song. Trent Reznor, Ross. Get that nominated at the Oscars. Fucking get it nominated. Lady Gaga, you can have your Oscar. <laughs> I'm not bothered about that. Top Gun is going to run away with I've got it down for Best Actor. I think Tom Cruise is winning. Oh. It's not winning Best Picture, but I think it's getting nominated. And I think it's going to win most of the technical categories. Like, it's going to be the the blockbuster with yeah. editing and all this sort of stuff. And I think she's winning Best Song. I think that's, like, a given. But just get this one in the five. That's all I'm asking for. Just get it in the five. 
And do they perform songs at the Oscars anymore? I yes, they do. Because remember, they cut categories the last, last year. No, but did they perform the last songs? Last year, like, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, but that song wasn't nominated. I know, but they put it there <laughs> with the Uruguitas. With the two right, Uruguitas. Okay. And then they put it because it was so popular that I don't know why they didn't nominate it, but they had to put it there. Right, okay. Remember, they do like a remix thing. Okay, well, hopefully this one's there because I will I absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, I think if you know the music taste I like, it's not really a surprise to think that I'm throwing my weight behind it. But anyway... So, finally, we can actually talk about the movie. Yes. So, the movie begins with a... Uh, it start at school? Yeah. It does start at school. It's, a, it's, it's a, a young girl who is invited to a sleepover. Now, she is played by Taylor Russell. And uh, apparently her name is Maren. But uh, she's played by Taylor Russell, who was uh, the lead in Escape Room, which we liked. And Escape Room took Champion of Champions, which I've seen, you haven't seen, but I think you would like. And also, apparently, the director's cut is very different, so I think we should probably watch that at some point, because that way then it's like, I haven't seen that, because everybody says it's really different. Okay. Because you like the first Escape Room. Yeah. So, um, Taylor Russell is the lead in those films. She's the lead here, alongside Timothy Chalamet. She's excellent in this movie, so, yeah, deserves all the praise she's going to get, but... I don't know. I guess so, if she's in the Escape Room movies, then is she a Scream Queen as well, alongside Anya Taylor-Joy and Jenna Ortega and mm, Michael Just Monroe? wait a little bit more. Maybe a, a wee bit more. Yes, but, but yeah. She's so, in that realm. So she is invited to a sleepover. But she just tell the girls, I, I, I'm not allowed to go out. My dad we, wouldn't let me. We don't know why. Yeah. So she sneaks out. They invite, the advisor sneak out. Yeah. She does so, goes to the party, sleepover, and when she's there some sort of cannibalistic instinct kicks in and she basically bites the finger off a friend <laughs> or certainly skins it. I think oh, she skins like it. Like you can see it. Oh, she the... bites down and then she peels away and I think the sort of... Like a layer of A layer of, of skin something. peels off. Yeah, it's yeah. gross. It's, it's really it's gross. It's so awful. And the girls freak the fuck out. She runs away, bang on the door. Dad wakes up. And he's like, you have to be minutes. We need to go. And he's like, oh my God, you did that again. Three minutes, yeah. we have to go before the police come. So you're immediately like, right, this has happened before. He's aware of it. Mm-hmm. And they know how to deal with it, which is to run away and move. Yeah. They do that. They move to another state. It cuts to a few months in the future. She wakes up one morning. Boom, dad's gone. And he's left behind. Some money. Some money. A, a tape, tape. And her birth certificate. Not mum's birth certificate, no? Is it her mum's? I thought it was hers. Oh, okay. But it's but, a but, birth certificate. Yeah, but, but when we, we, yeah, when we see it, it's just mum's name. Is it? Yeah, it says 1970. I so just remember on. that day for some weird reason. No, it says, leaves behind, on Wikipedia it says, leaves behind a small sum of cash, a tape recording, and her birth certificate. Oh, okay. So anyway, on the tape, she's then left to fend for herself. And on the tape, he sort of begins to detail that at th- you know, you've had these instincts since you were a child. You, at three years old, you attacked the babysitter. Basically, explain like the dad says, like things that you might be like blocked from your memory. I'll let you know how we handle it, how everything started. And she starts on a journey to find her mom. Yes. And on, during that journey, she's listening to this tape because she doesn't. She's never met her mom. Uh huh. So. And. 
it seems that maybe her mum might have some more insight into all her dad. Her dad isn't a cannibal and has never had these instincts, but he is recounting that you've done this before. You've done it when you were three. You've done it when you were ten. You've and your mum left. And your mum left. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like, oh, well, if I the answers I seek are probably with my mum. So I'm going to try and find who she is. Maybe she can help me. And as she's on this journey, she first comes across Mark Rylance playing Sully. Oh, Sully, yeah. Now, I like Mike, Mark Rylance. Okay, I think he's a very good actor. I think he's very good in this movie. The only problem is, I think he's in a different movie from the rest of this movie. I think he's a bit too... For me... Weird. I just think he's a bit too big. Like, I think oh. he's very noticeably an odd man. Like, I don't think... I can't quite buy that she would go... I know he says to her, you're an eater. That's what they call themselves. Mm. You're a cannibal. I, I can smell you. I'm one of you. And my rule is to never eat another one of our kind. Like, I know you have these impulses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll help you. I'll help you get through this. Blah, blah, blah. And he takes her to a house. I just think from the way he comes off and the way he meets her at nighttime at a bus stop and he's sort of standing in the shadow, I'm just like, would she go with him? Or, like I know she's a cannibal as well, but like she's still trying to figure all this out. Yeah, this is literally just like day one on her own. I don't know if I think I think if I was Luca Guadagnino, I would just be like, Mark, bring it down a bit. You just need to be a bit more normal. I mean, I mean, this is the first time that she encounters someone like her. Mm-hmm. He's an old man, and he's not that old. I mean, he's what? Like, he looks like a, he's an old man. How old is Mark oh, Rylance? Bro, like seventy. Oh, Mark he, Rylance. He looks like seventy in that movie. Fucking hell, imagine he is 70. 62. There you go. He's an old man. <laughs> okay, he's an old so man. he's an old man. And I will be, if I will be her, I will, okay, guess. Everything will be fine if I go with this old man. Maybe he's going to think I'm like the granddaughter or something. Okay. I don't know. But she ended up leaving him because she said, eventually she said like he was too weird. He asked, There was something, something off. Yeah, so she takes her back to a house and it's revealed that he is, as I say, he's also a cannibal and the house is not his house. It's a house of one of his victims. He swears I didn't kill her or I didn't knock her out or whatever. You know, I just found her like this. But I need to... That's my meal, basically. I need to get this. Like, I need to eat this person. Yeah, I mean... And she's like, I can suppress it. I can have my lunch. Like, I can have a sandwich. I don't need to do this. It's disgusting. Whatever, and he's like, "You won't. Eventually, it'll become too much. You won't. Mm. It's kind of like an addiction thing, like a drug thing, I guess. Eventually, it'll get to a point where you need to eat people, and it won't be between the ages of three and ten, and ten and sixteen. It'll become a daily or yeah. a weekly thing. Like you're going to have to get over this, this sort of morality. So they eat this woman, and then she decides, "Nah, he's yeah. he is too fucking weird for me," and leaves. Not after he reveals he's got a fucking gross string of hair <laughs> all this big, of all the victims, victims that he's yeah. eaten. He's cut off a bit of their hair and tied it up into a rope. But yeah, so she abandons him and again travels across the country and that's where she bumps into Mr. Lee, Mr. Timothy Chalamet himself and discovers he's one of them as well. Yeah. What are the chances? Uh, so they kind of basically team up to like, okay, I'll take you. I have a car. Well, 
he doesn't have a car so no, he, he eats someone out a car and mm-hmm. I, I think from there the adventure kind of starts yeah so he sort of travels around the country he has a family like a sister and a mother and stuff uh-huh. and it seems that he sort of travels away to go and do his cannibalistic business and then travels back and then travels away and then travel like he's caught, he doesn't want them to find this out yeah. I think I guess I don't know and she's trying to find the mum and so they decide like we'll do this road trip together let's mm-hmm. team up and do this road trip and we'll help each other through this whatever and that's how the essentially the plot of the movie begins sort of and then for the rest of it it's like not really a plot movie at all it's like these people trying to find out are they in love who are they how do they come to grips with what they can society considers to be immoral versus what they need to do and it's just a fucking vibe it's like i I think it's a dream pop that's why i've called it dream pop horror that's my (laughs) my callum mcnab genre of it It's, it's dream pop horror it's like fucking listening to soccer mummy but it's horror it's like sometimes such a vibe for me what with timothy chalamet i think something he looks so handsome he is like, stunning in this movie way but sometimes like oh, why people like him like he's so skinny bony like oh, ugh, why then when i started watching this movie i was like oh there he is timothy chalamet meet the girl blah, blah, okay and i was like how is gonna fall in love with him like he looks you kidding i fall in love on. with him fucking scene one and no way. So because he's so like covered in blood, all dirty and all skinny, he takes the thing like the shirt off. And I was like, oh, it's too skinny. But then I was like, he start talking. He start being. Ah, he's so charming. Oh my god, I fall in love. I was so like, charming. can you just hug me? I just wanted a hug from Timothy Chalamet. Like it's like so sweet, so charming, like. You fall in love with him. Right. This, this is after he's eaten somebody. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> he ate something and I just want to hug him. It's like, wow. Now, um, I was going to say something. Oh, yes. They travel, as they're traveling across the country, they travel into the woods and they come across another pair of people mm-hmm. uh, who is Brad and, is it Steve? Or have I just made that up? <laughs> Brad is definitely one of them. And my friend Jake. Steve. What the fuck is that? You know the song? No. Like, it's you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. my Stranger friend Things Steve. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Steve. TikTok memes. Yeah, that one. No, Jake and Brad. And they are played by... Someone Jake green. is played by Michael Stuhlberg, who was Timothy Chalamet's dad in Call Me By Your Name. And Brad is played by David Gordon Green. See, I know Who great. I said to you, I was like, I think that's David Gordon Green. Who is the uh, director of the recent Halloween trilogy, the Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, and will be the director of the upcoming Exorcist reboot, remake, whatever it's going to be. Mm. So that's David Gordon Green. He plays Brad. Now, they sort of have like this sort of camp night out in the woods together mm-hmm. and reveal like, hey, you know, you're one of us. Like, I can smell you, 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 you know, you, you. and it's, you're, they're having these discussions about how do you get over your need to eat somebody like a, mm-hmm. an actual other person but that's what you need to do that's like who you are or who these characters are and then one line just one line of dialogue and immediately i'm like because already i'm like these guys seem a bit dodgy yeah they've done anything they've just got beers they're sitting at a truck and they're like you're cannibals we're cannibals hey and uh-huh. you're like yeah i guess 
like they seem dodgy, but like these, I've seen both these people, Timothy and uh, Taylor Russell. Like I've seen both them eat people yeah. as well. So like they they're pretty fucking dangerous as well. And then boom, they hit out with the fucking that Jake. Is it Jake or is it Brad? I fucking can't remember which one. Anyone. David Gordon Green, Brad mm-hmm. is. And Michael Stuhlbarg delivers this line in such a great way. I fucking love it. It's, I can't remember exactly. It's like, completely, absolutely fucking normal or something like that. <laughs> and it's revealed, Brad isn't a cannibal. Uh-huh. Brad is just a cop that wants to be a cannibal. <laughs> but he doesn't need to... The way that, like, uh, Sully, Mark Rylance, has said, like, eventually you're going to need to do this. This mm-hmm. is something that your body's going to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's just a normal person. He just wants to eat people. He's just a fucking bad guy. Weirdo, yeah. And immediately I was like, "This get out of here. This guy's a, this is a, this guy's and, not right. But you know what? It goes so, I mean, overall this is a stereotype, but it goes so well that during the whole trip, they're traveling through these states that are like, you know, like, you can commit a murder and... Probably they're gonna never gonna find the body because of like the space. because of space like Missouri, Ohio, yeah, like, Kentucky, Kentucky, Virginia. Yeah. Okay, those. Yeah, you know, like there's so much space. There's like you can travel for two hours and there's nothing, and then there's a small town and then just a gas station and that's what I love about fields and fields and fields. This movie and, feels huge. To yes, me. and so these two guys immediately when they come with this, like oh. I'm the cannibal, he's not, but he's like, cop, but we have like an agreement, people. he likes to see me, blah, blah, But they blah, say blah. that he, do, he does eat people, yeah, 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 he but just doesn't need to, yeah. but he still does it. But he's like, oh shit, Get no surprise that there's, there. yeah, it's no surprise that it's one of those empty states that, yeah, things happen and nobody knows. That's the one, again, as well, The what, not necessarily criticism, but it's that, that, that Sully ends up being the sort of antagonist of the movie. To me, Brad is it's way more dangerous. He yeah. feels more dangerous. Just a guy who's like, ah, oh, I've teamed up with a cannibal. Like a guy that needs, to, like a cannibal junkie, essentially. Like a, a cannibal heroin addict. Someone who needs to eat someone. That's his thing. Like he, his body needs that. I've teamed up with him, so I can also eat people. And they're like, but do you, do you, does your body need that? And he's like, no. And they're like, but you still do it. Yes immediately the creepiest guy in the movie yeah and also the here's when they drop the um, title of the movie like they like name drop it and they say yeah the best part is when you eat bones and all and they're like what yeah they're like what yeah yeah when you get you haven't like done it before but when you get there it's like another level and i was thinking maybe that happened when you eat one of your own kind. And I was like, just run, kids, run. Yeah. They are going to eat you. <laughs> and they do. They escape in the night. Yeah. And it's so creepy. Like, that scene is really creepy. But, um, so, yeah. So, at the, I think it's more that this kind of encounters with the regular people. Like, you know what? I'm going to have sex with this guy and we're going to kill him and eat it and steal the car, steal money and keep... It's just a road think, trip movie, yeah. and they're trying to find out how they can, they can, they can uh, satisfy their desires, how they can uh, remain sort of hidden from the law, keep this sort of behavior a secret from Timothy Sh- Chalamet's family and sister, and also find her mum. Like, there's all these sort of things going on, but it's just they're just sort of driving. Like, I could understand a lot of people being like, 
ha, that movie's kind of boring. I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody told me that. Whereas I'm sitting watching going, I could watch that movie for an extra five hours. Like, I would like them to do a, almost a drive in real time. Yeah, it's totally a vibe. Like, Such a vibe. You can feel warm. You can you can smell the air like it's, like, dry. Ugh, the cricket. Like, everything. Empty spaces. Yeah, it's, it's what I love about the States. I just and, and, and parts of Mexico as well. It's just this space. This space you guys have. Yeah, this, You don't get that in Europe. The, this movie I love Europe, but totally, you don't get the space like that. But you know what? That's the same thing that I got when I watched Come By Your Name. I was like... I can smell the lemon trees. I can, mm. like, feel the, you know, like, this, like the air. Like, it's, like, salty because of the ocean, the breeze, everything. I felt the same here. So is that... Let me just see, actually, then. So who shot this movie? Maybe it's the same That's guy. what I'm going to see. Yeah, no, not the same cinematographer. So I thought maybe it might be the same one, and that's why you're getting a similar sort of vibe. But uh, I would agree with you. Like, yeah. I definitely get the idea of, like, I it, 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 it feels tan- tangible in a way. Yeah. But no- nothing really is happening so much. Yeah. And there isn't that much horror. That much. No, like, it's Most not. of it is driving. Yeah, and then um, eventually, like, she found out where the mom is, mm-hmm. goes and see the mom, and the mom is... Like lock up in this like mental Played asylum by or Chloe something. Savini, yeah. Um, and she's eating her own hands. Yes, and she left a letter fifteen years ago when she put herself into this place, and it's like I knew she would come back, mm-hmm. give this letter to her. She start reading it and basically saying like, "Yes, I, I'm, I'm the same as you, and we need to." Like, we are not going to have regular lives. Yeah. We are fucking monsters. We need to be locked up, like, in these kind of places. And so the mum has locked herself up, yes. basically. And, and basically saying, like, hands. you should do the same. Yeah. Which is not a nice thing to hear. So, yeah. So she's, like, a, kind of like a meltdown, a yeah. yes. And kind of splits with Timothy Chalamet character. Yeah. And then we cut, like, a few months after this, like, a couple of months. And they reunite themselves again. And they're like, oh my god, I miss you so much. And they're like, when, let's do whatever. When she do. splits with him, before the, we jump a few months ahead, like when she does split with him, though, we do find out that Sully has been stalking both of them. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, look, I saw you split up with your boyfriend or whoever that was. Do you need a friend? Do you need another one of one of us? One of our, our, our kind? To be your companion. To be yeah. your companion now. Like, you can't be on your own. You're a young girl, blah, blah, blah. And she rebuffs him as well. And he doesn't take too kindly to this, but she's like, no, I fucking need to be on my own. Like, she's just had essentially the worst news ever, which is the reason I'm like this is because my mum and my mum is saying that the way to deal with it is to be on my own and locked up forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucking don't need you to tell me right now how we're going to kidnap and capture and kill someone else. Yeah. Like, it's really not what I need right now. Thanks, Sully. Fuck off. <laughs> so Lee leaves and or she leaves Lee and then tells Sully to you're a creep. Why are you stalking me? Fuck off. Anyway, cut to a few months in the yeah. future, as you said. They reunited She again. goes and meets yeah. Lee again. She's like, look, I've dealt with my issues. I want to be with you. Like, I'm sort Let's of in love with you. Let's have a life together. Let's live like regular people. And they try it. And I, and I love it. I was like, oh. They don't so eat nice. people. Yeah. They're they cooking get breakfast. Jobs. They get jobs. Yeah. They have an apartment. And they're trying their best to suppress who they really are, but t- 
together. Like, if I can suppress it, you can suppress it, and we'll help each other out. Yeah. Uh, let's work together. And, yeah, this is the the sort of end of the movie. They she look comes, so good together also. They're like, very, very attractive people. Oh, I of love them together, yeah. She comes home and finds that Sully has broken into the apartment. He's still been stalking her. And that's when he sort of... Does he, does he say he's going to attack her? Or does he say he's going to attack Lee? It's looking for Lee, I think. I, but he's, like, got her on the bed. And he's yeah. like, I fucking know where you've been living. And he's got a knife. Lee comes in. And then a fight ensues, basically, between the three of them. And they overpower Sully. Mm-hmm. Kill Sully. In quite a graphic moment. This is where I think Glasgow's Granny of Gore left. <laughs> Because you see them stab Sully and then Timothy Chalamet reaches inside and grabs like one of his organs and yeah. pulls it out of him. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. However, as that fight, before they finally killed Sully, as that <laughs> fight was going on, Timothy has been stabbed. Yeah. Pretty fatally. Like, he's he's also going to die, basically. And they realise he's going to die because he cannot be taken to the hospital because Why can he not be taken? I know they, he could, but I don't think he wants to. Yeah, but, I mean, yes, but it's like, no, don't take me because, I mean, they're going to discover all this fucking shit. Yeah, and also that we learn that Timothy's sister has been killed. Oh, yeah. Mark Rylance has killed. Like, he's been stalking them for a long time yeah. to the point where he's, like, gone and killed Tim- Timothy's family who are not cannibals, not involved, don't know anything that this is going on. And we, fucking because they solid. find the hair. Yeah. And it's got the sister's hair on it, and it's boom. And you're like, shit, this is. And then that's when they sort of realise this is going to follow us for the rest of our lives. Uh-huh. Everything we do, this is what it is. And the, so basically, don't take me to the hospital. Let me die. Uh-huh. But? You're going to, but eat me. Like, <sighs> that's it. Do eat me, bones and all. Like, eat me. That's the <laughs> final consumption of everything. And here's with that song That song plays like, you made it feel like home. Oh. As she eats Timothy Chalamet and he's bleeding out and just crying and oh. screaming. Oh, God. And you're just like, why is this so emotional? This is, it is. horrific That's what I'm watching. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I need to cry, but because I've seen this, and then, but then it cuts to the apartment being all clean. Yeah, all empty, the blood, yeah. All empty, there's up. nothing. Mm-hmm. And then cuts to a scene of all the both of them hugging in the middle of like an empty like. So field. it's like a flashback. Yeah. And but, the song's still playing, yeah. like, super piano, slow, kind of talking, like, mm-hmm. uh, you Trent said, Reznor. yeah, his voice is just not even, like, Not really singing, singing yeah. It's, it's more like, uh, yeah. like, Good song, there's, just so, there's, a, there's a melody, and I'm kind of following the melody in the tone. But no singing, just saying things. Oh, it's just so good. But I was going to say, it's kind of like, it's not an unrequited love. Because unrequited love is like... Can yeah. you play Can you play the song? Yeah, well, I mean, what are we going to get? A copyright strike? <laughs> we don't make any money on this. Yeah, well, I'll play the song. This. Yeah. this song is... So, how but, nice is that song? <laughs> but what I was going to say is, 
unrequited love is like the idea of like I love this girl or this guy or whoever, but they didn't love me. What is the term for like a love like that was never going to end well, but mm-hmm. was perfect while it existed, but it was never going to. Yeah, it was always going to end somehow. Oh. What's that term? Because that's what I'm this just movie thinking is. of the song and I want to cry right it's now. It's a love oh. story in which both parties they're are willing like, to work, but it, they are not good for each other because for what they are. For what they are. I think both of them are aware we're not going to grow old together. We'll try and we'll do this or whatever, but this is going to be perfect now. This is perfect as it is, but it'll end. And it's kind of, it's such a teenage, it's such a teenage drama thing like high school or whatever it is such a teenage thing like it's perfect as it was now and i wish i could go back to it but the reason it's perfect is because it came to an end and it can't be fucked up like it exists as that whole thing like a summer love yeah exactly that's exactly what it is that is exactly what it is a summer romance and the movie just ends where and then again the movie's not interested what happens to uh, taylor russell's character afterwards it doesn't because the movie the movie is the story is how her character is with Timothy Chalamet's yeah. character. The story of after isn't important. You can make up whatever you want happens after. But the, the, the story we're focused on is that. Mm-hmm. And it was never going to end well, but it was going to end. And so that's kind of what made it perfect. And my arms are waving all over the place here. Because <laughs> I was watching it. As it was getting towards the end, I was watching it. And I started to think, I started to sort of challenge myself and go, am I just liking this movie because... I want to like it because it's like, oh, it's kind of like a plot-free movie. It's kind of, oh, you know, it's dizzy. And I'm like, ah, you know, vibe. And it's got a bit of horror in it, bit of this, bit of that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's sort of up my alley. And I was like, right, try and try and get out of Callum McNabb's head. <laughs> I'd be like, objectively, what do you think of this movie? Like, no, don't just be like, oh, it's like this movie and I like this movie, so therefore I like this movie, whatever. Just fuck it. And I, was, I couldn't do it. I was just, as I watched it, I was like, Nope, this is just such a fucking tick box exercise for me of like, it is meeting everything I want from it. And I'm just coming out going, that is one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, I fucking love it. You know that I normally don't like that kind of movie that it's just like, what what happened? There's no plot. Yeah, what happened? I hate that kind of movie sometimes. But this one, I just felt like they took me into this journey with them. With, like, I mean, with people that's they're cannibals but <laughs> sounds so fucking silly I know but it, it is a journey it is a mood it is a vibe it, 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 I don't know also they don't have cell phones and anything it makes you feel a little bit free with the decision they take it's like we can just take roll a car and just start driving until we don't have any more gas how are we gonna get money I don't know just keep driving mm-hmm. and sometimes it makes me feel a little bit free in the sense that I normally plan a lot of things yeah Always like how much money do I have? Do this and that. Do I have my phone? What is this? Here's like, they wear the same clothes the whole time. They're so dirty. They're like, not that I want to be dirty, but it's just like so carefree. It's just like carefree. Figuring out who you want to be and who you are. Exactly. It doesn't matter what's around. It's just just you there with someone having adventures. Figuring out who you want to be and who you are and being young enough to to do that and explore that. You fucking paired the menu with the Great British Bake Off last week. So we need to pair this with something that's not horror. This would go excellently with Dairy Girls. Oh. Just, 
young yeah. enough, carefree enough to figure out. You don't who know you are what horrible what... things are happening outside. You're just trying to figure it out yourself. Yes, that's what this movie is. It's great. Watch it. It's in my top ten of the year. Ooh. Which we will be covering towards the end of oh, December. God. But I tell you right now, Bones and All is in nine, and I don't think there's enough movies coming out in December <laughs> to knock it out. Uh, so yeah, that's Bones and All. I feel like we probably rambled on and on and around the place, but there is no plot. It's Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell driving in a car and occasionally eating people and, and then so falling nice. in love. And it's so nice. It's so fucking nice. Love it so much. It's so good. We'll be buying it on DVD. There you go. Uh, and Blu-ray. <laughs> it comes out on VOD in America very soon, which is a shame because it obviously means people are just going to watch it at home and I would love people to go watch it in the cinema. But as I say, I know... This movie sort of exists in this weird space that doesn't really... The people who want plot aren't going to be interested. The people that want Timothy Chalamet are too young. The people that don't want the romance are too old. You're just like, where the fuck? Who the fuck? And then there was an article recently that came out about how Luca Guadagnino, he he didn't even pitch it to like Hollywood. He just went to an Italian studio and started pitching it to like independent Italian because he's like in Hollywood they're not going to make it and yeah it's like of, co- of course like I mean who who thought there was ever going to be money back from this but I'm glad it exists I'm glad people are still willing to take chances like this I'm glad that people as big as Timothy Chalamet and it might just be because he worked with Luca Guadagnino before I don't know he could say he liked the script but that would surprise me because I can only imagine the script was about five pages long because what the fuck happens in this movie like it's so light <laughs> But I'm glad that someone as big as that is willing to be like, yeah, I'm going to eat people for a movie and fall in love and those two things. And then you'd be like, that sounds a lot like Twilight. And people think Twilight's like, who knows? I'm glad it exists. Yes. It's great. It is a really good movie. Anyway, I think we're going to log off now and watch the World Cup for the rest of the day. Supports Senegal. Uh, Senegal. Ooh, come, come on, on Senegal. Senegal. I think England are going to win, but come on, Senegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that dates exactly when we've recorded this episode, which is well after November. So again, apologies for this being late. Our next episode will be a movie that we should have already seen, but uh, we didn't have time to see it this weekend. So we'll hopefully see it at some point next week. It is a Christmas horror film. It's called Violent Night. It looks fucking excellent. I hope you see that and are willing to check us out for that episode and listen to us or whatever. Until then, gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima. Mm